Every day we hoistle in at Pilots and Pictards Podcast. Welcome to the Pilots and Pitards Podcast. This is the podcast with nothing much to do about aircrafts and potentially everything to do with the first episodes of a filmic series. And disclaimer, Pitard is a real word, absolutely non-discriminatory. This is Drew, the pragmatic cyclops of this podcast. I'm Jimbo, the anti-millennial, non-conforming, existentialist, pilot critic, and Kenny of the podcast. And the magical Miss Mo is back, the master of the pilot. Yes, we've been promising you'd be back next week for like what feels like a year now. So I'm glad I'm glad we we finally can can fulfill our promise. And joining us today, special guest Woo-hoo! Ari. Ari, would you like to say anything about yourself before we get started here? Hey, I'm Ari, a lover of TV shows and great 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 lover of loss and listeners hoisters i would like you to thank get off your lawn on the but why though podcast for this ad free listening drew you got anything else to add to that uh yep our own hoister drew that is me is reviewing superhero movies from the pre-mcu period so if you want to read my thoughts on things like daredevil or spawn or x-men the last stand i'm over there on but why though.com come check it out yes and if you enjoyed this ad free listening you owe him a read that's how the internet works. Join us today as we cast judgment and determine if the mid-2000s entertainment phenomena lost will be hoisted or not hoisted. That is the question. And we all have a fairly extensive background with loss. I'll, I'll just quickly add, I've, I've seen the whole series. Same. Same. Huge fan. Did anybody watch it when it was going episode by episode, like week to week, season to season? Yes. Yes. Okay. I was a DVD watcher. Pre-Netflix, oh. but post-show. I was visiting my ex-girlfriend's family in Maryland, and I excused myself and didn't pretend to be sick, but just made it known that I wanted to go upstairs and watch episodes of Lost because it's a good show. I think I had to illegally stream it whenever I missed it on the live airings. I remember watching the first couple episodes and then stopping um, to make sure that all my friends watched it with me because it was I thought it was so amazing. <laughs> so I watched the pilot actually twice originally when i started it i kind of ran into it accidentally i think i might have been watching sports or something and then when when the sports game ended i i was working on something i was in college at the time and then there was like a documentary on like the first season of lost or the second season of lost and kind of just talking about it and then i found myself so intrigued with it just in the background that i that i watched the premiere for season three and then i i watched all of season three like week by week it took me a while to go back to it and i finished it years later oh wow you jumped just right in the thick of things yeah and then like jumped out (laughs) yeah (laughs) so that about does it for background and now for our two sentence summary oceanic flight 800 and something i mean lost doesn't care about numbers so who cares crashes on an island the survivors mostly pull together but how lost are they stay tuned to find out if you should give a steaming pile of crap and, uh, you know, there's there's a decent amount to talk about. So, Ari, wh- why don't you just hit us with your maybe first reaction, a high point, low point, whatever. So my high point, I would definitely say watching it again for the second time after so many years, uh, it, it definitely didn't hit me the same that it used to. So, but, but something that I loved about it was definitely the diverse cast. Um, I loved Hurley, Hugo. 
I, I loved how, you know, he, his comic timing, um, I thought the writing for him was great. And, um, yeah, that's, those are definitely some of the things I loved about it. I also loved Hugo. He's, his just like, hey, dude, and hey, man, comments just to me, just so awesome. And then it is a diverse cast. I mean, it's an international flight, and I think they do a pretty good job of capturing an international flight. And to comment on Hugo, I always like when a character holds their own and their acting is really great and they have great writing behind them and that when they don't look like a typical Hollywood person. Oh, there were so many normal people. Yeah, I just loved him. He's just like big and... (laughs) And there was only like three like really attractive people. Whereas in like other TV shows and movies, like everyone is like pretty attractive. And then like the main people are mega attractive. Yeah, there's a lot of normal looking people. It's it's so much more relatable and reflective of what actual what an actual flight would look like. A friend of mine told me about this thing and I started doing it. We're like, it's weird to think about, but it was like the lost game. And so anytime I would get on a flight, I would like look around and be like, all right, like who's the leader and who's the mystical dude? I'm doing that next. <laughs> that's fun. That's such a great. That's such a great idea. I'm doing that next time I get on a flight. I would have been that bitch. Like, uh, they'll clean the bodies up when they get here. That would have been me for <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh man, I probably would have been Kate, which is probably why. Yeah, like so. I probably would have been Kate. <laughs> and like always, listeners, we are going to have highs that are lows and lows that that oh. that are highs. There's many ways to interpret this pilot. And I think everyone's going to have their own little taste of what they like and don't like. So let's let's just bring it out, Kate. Those of you that haven't watched Lost, they're you know these spoiler. <laughs> they're not just like lost in sea. These people are all individually lost in life, and I think that's something that that uh, we might come back to. But but there's definitely some hints at Kate's in that pilot episode, and I thought that was cool. And 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 I do like her character, and maybe it's just because she's an attractive white chick. I don't know, but she's so but hot. I did like her character. Yeah, she's hot. She's real charismatic. For me, it wasn't until this watching this episode that I was just like, it's not that I didn't like her. I think I I didn't like her. I think the dialogue they gave her, uh, I thought was kind of weak. There was a there's a part where she's standing at the ocean and she's like clearly like you know washing herself. And like, it is clear, like, hey, everybody, this is the sex symbol for the show. And it's just like so obvious that it kind of like, it, it's, it just makes me roll my eyes. I, I think I just constantly rolled my eyes. And the way she looked at Jack in the first few scenes and her, her like, her she kind of smitten. codependency immediately. Yeah, her codependency immediately as soon as she like met him. And it, it all, it all irritated me a little bit while I was watching. Yeah, I, w- I would say that was also a low point for me. I thought that there was too many cliche depictions of characters. Charlie is so cliche. Jack is so cliche. Even Kate is really cliche, even though I did like her character. It's a cliche character. Not necessarily helpless, but... Like a damsel, but a really annoying one. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was cool that she got as much screen time and that she had... I don't know if she had like a ton of agency... Like, they were attempting to give her some distinction as a character, some personality, but, like, so much of it required, like, dependency on Jack that that was irritating. So, I mean, like, even her growth is, like, dependent on, like, Jack giving her a pep talk. Ari, we talk about nostalgia boners on the show because they, they cloud our judgment. The reflection on Kate in this episode is, like, we know what's going to come and there's, like, so many, like, hopeful things. 
and it's just disappointing to kind of see what's going on but like part of like the up and downs of kate is just the kind of shittiness of jack like i got really bugged by him a lot in this episode so we can come to him in a second but so originally they wrote kate's character as the leader like she was going to be the jack and then for whatever reason they switched jack and made him like the standout character. So so I think that could be part of the confusion, the fact that they rewrote those two characters. It's interesting that you say that because I was reading something on BuzzFeed a little bit about the, like, the history of Lost and it, a lot of the people that auditioned weren't even, were auditioning for characters like Kate because their roles hadn't even been written yet. So it's almost as if they wrote the roles for them, like after had, having selected them. Yeah, they wrote the roles for them, but it's just interesting, like, this title, Lost. Like, they were lost when they were writing it. They didn't even know who they wanted, which is, like, I thought was really interesting. See, it's so interesting, because I thought a high point of the pilot was I didn't remember how many things they had in the pilot that would be important later in the show. Like, I saw, like, a couple really interesting details that I was like, wow, holy shit, that was in episode one that I hadn't watched the show in forever, and so I guess I didn't notice them the first time around. But that's really cool that you're saying that, like, they were still, like, forming the show as they were casting and, like, doing that, too. Yeah, decent amount of Easter eggs. Like, what? Are they, we can't talk about them, right, because it's spoiling. Maybe in Shop Talk. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, we'll save it for later. But there, yeah, I'm but there's curious. a lot. So let's let's move on to Jack. If we weren't talking about Kate, we were going to have to only talk about Jack, because they were really... The only part of the episode. I think that they consumed a big part. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's why we were irritated. Charlie too, I guess. Char- Charlie was like the third. Third Will. Which may- might be why we all feel equally frustrated. Because we were expecting to get a taste of everyone. Because we all know how things unfold later. Uh, but Jack. I loved Jack throughout the series. So seeing it for a second time. And how he's portrayed in the first part of the pilot i i still was like god what a hero from day one what a brave what a brave hottie (laughs) i gotta take i i have to take a shot at mo i think we need to add master of pilots and nostalgia boners there you go can i talk about like the because the just the opening scene that very first opening go for it spoilers mo's mo's talking alert alert i talk (laughs) i spoil a lot (laughs) master pilot nostalgia boner master and spoiler yeah (laughs) because i want to i do want to talk about how it shook me that because what the ending shook me because it's the first scene right do you guys remember that yeah i do Yeah. yeah so just even the first five seconds and it's jack on the floor looking up and i don't know i love jack it's not his fault he's smart and he's probably and he's does Jack need humble brags like his humble brag? Jack's what did like, he say? Uh, I was I just finished doing my very first spinal surgery. It took thirteen hours, and I tore this one thing, and I was completely <laughs> freaked out for five seconds, but only five seconds because that's all I allowed myself to have before I sewed her back up perfectly. I mean, I don't know. Are surgeons like that? Because they could be. I don't know a lot of surgeons. Probably they probably are. It might be well. There's written. a stereotype. Yeah. <laughs> Also, it's interesting because if you read up on that or that that scene, his he was freaking out. And it is his father. Who, oh, maybe I'm not supposed to give a spoiler. Spoiler. Go for it. Yeah, just <laughs> f- finish her off. <laughs> he doesn't actually he doesn't actually calm himself down. Someone had to help him calm himself down. So like 
he's like he, he like completely cut somebody else out of the scene. So I was just like, oh, so you're just not going to give anybody credit. You're just going to take all the credit for that. Unreliable for that, for that moment. Yep. Yeah. I, Good catch, Aria. I, I forgot about that. Notes, I thought that one, two, three, four, five bullshit. Oh, man, I hated that story in that scene. <laughs> and then how Kate used it. That was just I trash. Know. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I hated it more when Kate did it, though. I'm like, why, who yeah, are you? I hated it. Are you trying to impress your new boo? Like, you're trying to show off in front of him now? He's not even watching you. He left you. Right. <laughs> you you left them. She sprinted her ass out of there when the monster came. She's like, fuck all y'all. <laughs> Dude, I'm more scared of, like, being alone in those situations, so it would freak me out to, like, lose the group. That's what I was thinking. It made me anxious. I was like, Kate, don't lose the group. How are you guys going to find each other? She just took off. She only thought of herself. I And I just feel like what I know about her in the further scene like further episodes like i almost i just didn't believe this kate as much but like i have to like remember that they they were still figuring her character out so too so i think that's part of my problem with her as well she was fine but jack jack was a little bit cocky one more thing about just like the lost like storyline in general they weren't even expecting a season two so they they didn't have everything planned out so they were really writing like on the spot and they did a, pre- a pretty good job in that aspect to get outside the pilot. Now, I'm going to I'm going to go back to one of the things that we were just kind of talking about and I I hated the eeriness and the music especially. The music? The music and just the tone that they were trying to set. To me it didn't really match the visuals and so I thought they were trying to build it up too much. As in, like, they were, like, overcompensating for not having enough suspension so that they were, like, amping up the music to make up for it. I It's funny. I remember loving the music from this show and found myself feeling the same way as you did, Jimbo. I I wasn't, I was like, what's up with this music as I was watching it? Bugged me. (laughs) I was doing too much. I didn't pick up on that as much. I didn't feel particularly, um, like, I didn't feel one way or the other with the music, which that's not a good sign you know like if i don't remember if i don't feel strongly about it like it is supposed to induce some kind of emotion or some kind of reaction so i mean indifference is not as bad as like hating it but it's not a good sign either for uh, time purposes there's there's one more high point that i think we should bring up because i don't see it in the mvp and then and then we can move on unless mo wants to touch one more of her lows but the production value needs to be mentioned i mean this this pilot it's 2004 this pilot holds up so well production value like yeah like we've looked at pilots from 2008 and 2006 and lost is so far ahead of those in quality of the show like if lost came out tomorrow it would be right there with a lot of the shows coming out today if not above them well this is jj abrams post lost but pre star trek and star wars he was a big timer at the time, though. They said it cost um, thirteen million to make, that, but and that was under and that was under budget on the, just the first episode. Way to go, JJ! The pilot, wow. the two-hour last pilot. It shows in ninety. Thank you, Ari. Of it. You just stole one of my petard trivia questions. Yeah, yeah, oh. good job, Ari. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bye. let's hope we don't need a tiebreaker. There you go. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> And Ari, you are a Lost super fan. You are killing it with the Lost knowledge. Since we brought it up, I mean, since we brought it up, I, I'm pretty sure I read and, and I didn't write it down, but this was like the most expensive pilot to to date, maybe. I bet. Or at least at the time you it was. You said 2004? 
2004. I mean, that's a ton of money to yeah. spend on a TV yeah. show. Especially but one that didn't know they were going to have a second season. How did they pull that off? They yeah. were like, give us a ton of money for the first episode, and don't worry about the third. Which is, I guess, I think that had something to do with why the ending wasn't the way it was, because they were done spending. <laughs> yeah, let's just end on that, on the production scale. I think that's a good one to mention before we move on to our Crab Man. Hey, Earl. Hey, Crab Man. Now, hoisters for our Crab Man Award. In Shrek Breath, deal with it, man. You know, by by popular demand, most people are, are big fans of the crab. And Mo, for for those non-Crab Man haters, can you tell our, our new listeners what a Crab Man is or a Crab X? So uh, our Crab X Award goes to an individual that gives more to the pilot than they take, Put to put it simply. Usually a very small role, but with a big impact. Yeah. And we'll try to keep this segment short for Shrek Breath. This should be an interesting one because we have we have a lot of different crab nominees. We do, but I I might excuse myself because I I was I didn't find a strong place, so I'm gonna sit back and listen. I do announce that. Go ahead, Ari, start lead us, please. Who my crab man was? Yep. So my crab nominee goes to Boone. The the stepbrother the stepbrother of um Hot of hot chick. We'll just go with the stepbrother. Yeah, of hot, of hot, hot chick. chick. I think her name's Shannon. Yeah, you're right. It's Shannon. He kept coming up for me. Like I kept noticing he had these like one liners, but everything every time he came in, it was like really a genuine care for the, what was happening. While Sawyer and Saeed were fighting, everybody was like freaking out and worried. Jack comes over and he's like, "We found the, you know, we found the cockpit." And out of everyone, the only person. Um, who is Boone says, you found the cockpit? And he goes, were, were there people who needed help? Like he said, he said something, were there either there people who needed help or were there, were any survivors? Like he actually cared about people. He wasn't worried. He wasn't judging people for like, you know, whether people were, wasn't judging Saeed or wasn't judging Sawyer, wasn't judging anybody. He was just like really trying to help. And even though he like helping that woman and and Jack is kind of rude to him, he kind of doesn't brush it off. He like goes and actually goes and gets those pens to help that woman like he you know they kind of made him that scene made him look really they they wrote him in to be like a a dumb jock in a way in that scene but not a jock just dumb (laughs) or just he's so pretty you know (laughs) i thought that wasn't fair to him because he was genuinely trying to save this woman's life but even with that happening that there's a part where jack is he's in the plane like he's just like taking a breath and he comes running up to him with the pens he's like here's the pens and it, Jack isn't rude anymore. He isn't like making a joke. He kind of just says, he looks at him and he says, thank you. Like, and it kind of, and I think that's what happens to that audience too. Like, oh, like you're a dumb jock, but actually you really care. So I think it just humanizes the whole situation a little bit. I, I really like him. That was my biggest moment of humor in the pilot to me. Really? <laughs> yeah. I was just like, I'd, I guess I'd forgotten that. And then it happened and I was like, oh, <laughs> funny. Boone to me just fit my my low point of cliche stereotypes. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of cliche stereotypes. That's, like I'm not even denying that. <laughs> <laughs> but just because it's a cliche doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. Yeah. It, you know, that's not that's not inherently a negative thing. Although I did not like Boone. <laughs> I I you know. My crab nom- nominee so, yeah, is going to go counterpart. to Shannon. <laughs> his his sister okay because i i love the fact that she won't eat 
and this and this kind of sums up most of the survivors or whatever you want to classify them as they all kind of assume that they're going to be rescued and to be honest if i was in their situation i probably would too i mean yeah spoiler eat dude (laughs) (laughs) you better eat up girl (laughs) you better start weaving yourself a blanket (laughs) <laughs> yeah. she she has good one-liners too just for that one scene like her like passing up the food and being so assured that she's gonna get rescued and kind of just being a bit spoiled and naive about the situation to me is just screaming crab woman yeah also when she tells them she's not gonna clean out the the fuselage or whatever <laughs> she, she did that with attitude and sass too yeah she's just way too good for them I would have been real annoyed if I was stuck on an island and some bitch was acting like that. Oh, for sure, dude. You know, that's why I, that crab woman. Yeah, be like, serve yourself and give me your food. <laughs> and Boone, to just say this, was so patient with her until he wasn't. And then it, he got her off her ass. <laughs> he got her off her ass. <laughs> Interesting. I like, I like these, these like contradicting um, crab men, crab exes with Jimbo and Ari. Mo, are you going to nominate a new crab award or are you going to maybe choose one, one of ours? Mm, okay. I'm going to nominate only because, Go. but again, magical miss nostalgia boner, because I picked this person because he was hella crab X in the, in the first, in this pilot and little dudes, does anyone know how much of an impact he has later? But mm-hmm. even that creepy ass moment when Kate's like taking the shoes off that dead person and he smiles at her with the orange peel. <laughs> I loved it. And and then, I mean, my dad used to do that to us, too. So it was like a also nostalgia of like my personal life. But I I thought John Locke just was so Buddha this in the whole pilot. And he's just like levitating and it, it's confusing and intriguing. And so I picked John Locke. They don't even say his name in the pilot yet, right? Yeah, we have a lot of people's names. In no. The yeah. So I put his name, but spoiler, his name's John Locke, the guy with the creepy orange smile. Oh, that didn't work for me tonally, so that's not getting my vote. But Mo, I'm glad you liked it. And there's a lot of nostalgia behind that orange peel locked in that bald dome. Yeah, I know. I choose John Locke over Boone. I'm kind of going with Boone because that was the biggest laugh of the show for me. I remember it being (laughs) funnier. And choose another one so we can get it down to two. Oh, uh, then I choose Boone, then I choose... What's her name? Shannon. Shannon. Okay. No, I would. I would two. pick Boone over Shannon. Okay. Shannon was irritating. She was too much. I got boxed out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So now we're down. Okay. I'm gonna go lock over Boone. I think. I think Ari already got. I think it. you. I think you lost already. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Locke has one of the best lines in the in the whole episode, in my opinion, when he says to uh, Walt after Walt told him his mom just passed, he goes, "You're having a hard month." I just, I don't know why I thought that was a great line. Jesus. I thought that was like great writing. Hey, he is, man. That's real. All right. So, Crab, Crab, Ernest Hero Award, as Ari would say, goes to Boone. He ain't just a pretty face. He's not just a pretty face. He's a collector of pens. All right, Hoisters, and now we're going to move into our MVP. And for anyone new to the show, this is the most valuable part of the pilot. Could be anything on screen, off screen, or in between. Um, so, Jimbo, 
I can kind of jump in on what you said as like your last high point in terms of the high production value. I also thought that like the attention to detail, you know, was like really amazing. Like everyone's outfit, all the little cuts and nicks and like little things that would like come to define the characters in like the coming seasons. Like they really, really just like had a great second unit director and had like great makeup people and had like great assistant producers and directors who like really paid attention to all the right stuff. And it's there from day one. So I really respect the craft in this pilot, um, especially because this one, they were filming at the same time as like also the plane crash, which is also really technically impressive. Um, but I just thought that that was so great, like how much attention was put into like every single actor and actress's like look, you know, and like how it stayed consistent in the flashbacks, the flash forwards and the seasons to come. So that was very impressive for me. That's a good catch, Drew, that these little things that seem insignificant in the pilot become greater part of what they symbolize. Because this show is so great because there's so much symbolism and meaning in everything that the writers choose to to put in or, or the costume people. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I think the only thing I didn't like that didn't age well was just the pilot and like the slime thrown against the window. But I do also like this one part of that scene because I love how like he's gasping and he's out of breath and he's like, we're off course. Like, they have no idea where we are. And I thought that was super clever writing because it grounds the series in an idea that the characters can believe while also allowing us, the viewers, to kind of maybe buy in a little bit to, like, the monster and the mystical stuff and the weird things that are happening on day one. Those are two very different MVPs. I'm cool with both of them. So I'll just jump into mine, and it 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 kind of connects to Drew's a little bit. But I think the title of the show and the premise of the show is brilliant. And I mentioned it when, earlier when I talked about how the individuals are also lost in their in their personal lives, not just them as a group physically being lost. So I think like that, you know, just just the play on the word and the play on the characters and how they do eventually develop that that premise and connecting it back to the title is really brilliant. Jimbo, I feel dumb because I'd never connected the characters' stories that way as literally with the title. So, yeah, I mean, Mo's right. There's tons and tons of symbolism, but, I re- yeah, I see that much more so through every single character now because now I'm trying to think about it. I'm like, who isn't actually lost? And some of them are literally lost. Well, I guess they're all literally lost, but, yeah. They're all figuratively lost. Yeah. And I think that's – and that's what – gets to the really good storytelling that that's not really in the pilot spoiler backstories and connecting the past and the present and the future. I, yeah, I love flashbacks. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's my MVP is, is flashbacks. I think that's what originally when I started watching this show, that's what, that's what drew me in. I remember watching the show for the first time and just being like, Whoa, what's happening? There's a plane crash. And then the first flashback, like that, really brought me into the show because knowing someone's background and, and seeing like seeing that they're seeing the two people that they're playing, you know, in the present and in the past, it's, I don't I just found that really fascinating and um, just gives a little insight to each character, which I think is such a brilliant way to like get to know your characters by knowing their history. This, this is unrelated, but, but kind of going back to our low point on Jack, I think the pilot w- would have been so much more successful if they wouldn't have focused on Jack in the first flashback. And, but I mean, I guess you kind of have to because Lost relies on, on Jack's character so much. 
for whatever reason, I guess maybe you do want to start with him, but I, I think I would have thought a lot more of this pilot had it not been Jack's backstory that we focused on in, in the first episode. I would say, though, that I know that Ari is um, referencing like the far back flashbacks that are going to come up eventually. But I even think that even in this pilot where the only thing they're flashing back to is the flight is still the creators showing that they kind of understand using the flashbacks as a conceit. You know, and so even though they're not like the big like character defining flashbacks that we'll eventually come to see, like there's still somewhat character insight, like maybe like insight oh, totally. ones. So yeah, I so agree. I think that they're they're just like not even like trying that hard yet. I think they would have been more successful not giving Jax. I mean, the, he already pulled out the alcohol bottle in the very first scene. We don't need to give. We don't need to go back and see how he got the alcohol bottle. Like that was a wasted opportunity where we could have got into some someone else's backstory because they already gave that character development that he's a drunk. But that was still a. Con- we couldn't have made that connection because he was rifling through stuff to find first aid things that he could use to help his wounds. So- Mo, only drunks carry bottle of alcohols on them. Come on, man. For Jack, I feel like the thing that stuck out to me more than that was his just relationship to women. And that like gives in a little bit for me when he starts rela- relating with with Kate and that the way he talks to Rose and the the flight attendant, I think that is what that gives in a little, I don't think I saw, I don't think it, I, it hit me when I first watched it, but when I watched it this time, that I was like, oh, you have a little bit of a like, you know, you have something with women. Like I can see that just by the few um, instances he had with, with uh, Rose and the flight attendant. Well, Kate, I mean, there's definitely like a vibe of he's indulging Kate. Not that like he's like, okay, you could help me and like, you know, you just sewed my back up. Right. You know, I'm going to allow you to come across the island with me because uh, it's too much trouble to make you not come. I was like, uh, that feels condescending. But I mean, yeah, I mean, he's yeah, you're right. He bumps with a bunch of women in the pilot. That's a good. I like that. That common thread. I didn't pick that up on that, but or Ari, but that part where he's talking to Rose and I'll help you while while your husband's in the bathroom. Nobody asked you to help. Nobody asked. She is. She never asked him. She just kept telling him, yeah, my husband will be back soon. You know, just, he just automatically took that, like, I'll, I'll be there for you. Yeah, that and his, like, whole story about, like, saving someone's spine. Like, it all, like, kind of, like, linked together to being, like, yeah, Jack, like, mm, being a dick. Like, no one's asking you to be like this. Right. But, I mean, that's the thing. I didn't see that when I watched it the first time. Like, the first time, I was just like, hell yeah, Jack. Like, you're the reluctant leader type. Right. We dove back into low points. Jack made us do it. It's Jack's <laughs> fault. <laughs> Everyone was just kind of barely there for me in this pilot. And so I kind of forced myself to pick an MVP, which was, I, which I don't even want to say. I just want to stick to that the opening scene and the first instance where they show the the actual crash itself and the fire and all these elements happening and danger traps and that engine blowing up and all that. And everyone's just like running around. I was like, why couldn't I have been an extra on this show? That would have been so cool. That looked like one long take <laughs> too. It looked like it when did. Jack hits the beach and then they just like pull back on like the steady cam. Right. It looked like it was one long. Yeah, totally. So I was digging it. And then, yeah, again, why was I an, I an extra? Cause then we could have gone to Hawaii for free. 
a whole bunch of those people moved to Hawaii too. Like they just lived there for six years and they worked there and they were like, this place is great. Like a lot of the actors. Yeah. Yeah. They bought houses. Oh, oh. All right. And then one more, one more fun fact, you know, we have to bring up this set was right on like really close to the airport. And so the air, like airplanes coming in to the Island could see that crash site. Uh-huh. It was really close Jeez. to the airport. So they had to make announcements like describing to everyone that this was a movie or, you know, a television set and that it wasn't real because people were like looking out the window and just seeing just wow. all this wreckage. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> all right, Hoisters. So now the moment before the moment we've all been waiting for, are we going to, in our case, rewatch this series based on today's pilot? And I'll just start us off. No, thanks. <laughs> um, I got three episodes in, and this was an escape for me because it reminded me of a kinder, gentler time uh, in the past. And I was like, I wonder if I watch this, if this will make me feel good. And it did for three episodes, and we'll see how it goes moving forward. But there's a pretty decent chance I won't watch more. But, you know, that that's a rewatch. Drew watched three more episodes. That's a rewatch. Yeah, it was fun. It was really fun. I want to rewatch it. I forgot a lot of it. I forgot, I forgot a, a lot too, of the character development. Yeah, all the feelings I felt were very confusing because I couldn't connect them to what the hell was happening. And then all those feelings of I, when the flashbacks happen. Again, I love flashbacks. And you're like, is this before or after? And I'm not going to say after that. But you know what I mean. <laughs> but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> when I first, I watched it twice. And the first time I watched it through, I um, felt like, Nah, I'm not gonna rewatch this. And then after I watched it a second time, I was like, "Man, I loved this show." Like, I I started to feel <laughs> nostalgic and wanted to watch it. But like, I think this would I could see this being one of those shows that if I start watching it, like I'll end up you know getting up in the middle of the show, washing dishes, like you know folding some laundry and losing it. Like, I don't think it will keep me like it did back in the past. So I probably am not gonna rewatch it. I feel like you could watch the first 10 minutes and the last 10 minutes of a lost episode and you would get the best parts. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, I don't know. It depends. Some of the backstories are really cool. Oh, yeah. You're right. You find a in the middle. That's I, w- true. I would love to see some fan edits of Lost. Ooh. Where people put like, some what? Like, a, like a Hugo arc where like fans go back and re-edit them to their own little you know depictions. I'm sure that exists. YouTube. Because there's a lot of good loss, but there's a lot of trash loss. And you and you could splice together some just gold. So, listeners, if you know of any solid lost fan edits, send them our way. All right, hoisters. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. To hoist or not to hoist, that is the question. I'll, and I'll just get it out of the way. I'm hoisting this pilot. <laughs> you always hoist, James. Yeah, I wouldn't have finished watching it. If Unless it wasn't it's for this <laughs> conversation. <laughs> Jimbo, I, I wish that we were more of a visual medium because I saw your face when you read all <laughs> yeah, of our like... <laughs> judgments. There was that little pause, listeners. Um, I'm not hoisting a show. Um, it was annoying watching it through a 2018 lens. But, you know, it was it was good. I watched more episodes of it. It did the job of a pilot. I wanted to know more and I watched more. I agree. I'm not hoisting this one. And I'm talking outside of my own nostalgia. It was good for what it was. Yeah, I'm not hoisting it either. I think that anybody watching this now would probably get sucked in. 
I, I can't promise that they would finish after season one, but I think they would definitely continue watching after the pilot. Yeah. I think Agreed. the issue now, too, is a whole bunch of things that wanted to be like Lost or wanted Lost success, like, incorporated things from it. So now maybe when we watch the Lost pilot, we're just, like, getting a little bit of, like, the fatigue that set in after things tried to be Lost and were not Lost. I'll, I'll add this. This is this is probably the closest hoisting to a not hoist for me based on my new standard. By split decision, the pilot of Lost is not hoisted. So, listeners, we're going to jump into the next segment, which is Mo's least favorite segment of the entire podcast, the quest for the best or worst pilot, or in this case, somewhere in the middle. Ari, if you want to jump over to our website, pilotsandtards.com, you can see our ranking list of all the pilots that we have watched thus far. In the number one slot, we have The End of the Effing World. And as always, in the number 33 slot, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. (laughs) And... A couple weeks ago, Drew, Drew and I kind of <laughs> discussed how Cloak and Dagger was like the middle line of pilots. And, I, and I'll say Lost needs to go above Clo- Cloak and Dagger. The Crown is my ceiling. This show is not better than The Crown. I'm somewhere in the Boy Meets World, Married with Children, Law and Order, SVU region. Because I do think it's better than Freaks and Geeks. I would put it below Married with Children, but, but I guess I'm the one with the Married with Children boner. Nostalgia boner, yep. Boy Meets World has that good, good teacher speech. No, it doesn't. <laughs> that, that, is, that is totally not acceptable for it. But it's still, I like it. It's Feeny speech. Mo, it's up to you where it goes amongst Law and Order SVU, Married with Children, and Boy Meets World. What's it better than? This Is Us is number two. Yep. Yeah, we liked it. Hmm. Solid pilot. Very solid pilot. It's a really good pilot. What do you think, Mo? Above, over, under SVU? I think it's above SVU. No, I think it's under SVU, actually. I no. could put it between SVU and Freaks and Geeks. What, what do you think, Drew? Make a case. Uh, you guys saw SVU. You haven't so seen I mean, SVU? I, I okay, well, make, make a case for uh, for Freaks and Geeks, I guess. Like, is it significantly better than Freaks yeah. and Geeks? I don't want to make a case case for Freaks and Geeks. This show way is better? way better. Way, yeah. way, you think better than Boy Meets World? Mm, that's where I'm sticking. Because Boy Meets World was corny and very of its time and for a specific audience. Lost is from a very specific time and for a very specific audience. I just think it's of a grander scale. And yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. like I this it. boy, this boy meets world placing. I think that thing needs to be down further, but I guess it's too late to, to mess with that. <laughs> Mo's, Mo's, Mo's rubbing her eyes, despite the fact that she's on West yeah, Coast yeah. time. No, no, I so. just have something in my eye. I'm not, I'm not tired. <laughs> Calm down. Okay. This is this uh, Ari. This used to be the segment where Mo would get mad at us. Cause she was, yeah, on I, and this time. used to be the very last thing this we did. Segment. Yeah. Hey, but we are boring the shit out, out of I our just... special guest, Ari. Let's place uh, Ari. this sucker. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to stick this sucker. Yeah, do you have any inputs on this? Well, some of these shows I haven't seen. The royalty on that. A lot, of the, a lot of these shows I haven't seen. I mean, but I'm I'm over here thinking Breaking Bad is, is better than <laughs> This Is Us, so I don't know. Oh. I don't know. I would honestly, based on what everything you had and the fact that I haven't seen a lot of these pilots for the wonder years so good probably would put it between the crown and boys Meets world all right i can live with that mo are, are we gonna let the, are, are we gonna let that go see i think it's better than boy meets world but i don't know what the hell boy meets world is doing above married with children and law and order you guys put law and order on without me i know so. we did yeah i i like even dawson's creek i think should be better than this is weird 
I like what Ari said. I'm just also I'm thinking about it in the perspective that Drew mentioned in the show notes, which is how influential it is and but still flawed. I liked mm. I'm trying to remind myself of that because that was like Lost is such a cult classic. I would say the flaws in, in Lost are are fairly mild. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I had a decent amount of low points and I would say the biggest thing for me was I was just bored watching it, which mm-hmm. is kind of hard to, to qualify in a discussion, but. All right. Let's put it above Boy Meets World. There it is. All right. Let's do that. 16. Okay. So above Boy Meets World, below the crown. Lost is coming in at number 16 in between the crown and Boy Meets World. And you can tweet or comment on our website if if you have any feedback. Unfortunately, feedback doesn't matter. This this list is like writ- written in gold or no stone. It's ri- it's written in stone, written in gold. Yeah, gold's I, I pretty soft. That means. Um, yeah, it's that, that's a terrible Advancium, analogy. Yeah. <laughs> and Ari, say, because oh, I said adamantium. What is that? Comic book reference. Yeah. Oh. Anyways, it's blood in and blood out, man. You know, this list is blood in, blood out. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I must. It, that means like you can't change it without. Oh, dying, okay. right? you, you, you gotta like, yeah. You gotta oh, like. Okay. You gotta kill. You know, you gotta die. Like you gotta to, die to, to bleed the gang. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That is serious. Okay. Hoisters, I'm sure you got at least one of those five analogies. Okay, you, you got the point. Yes. <laughs> We are moving into part two. So now we're going to move away from the pilot and Mo's going to announce our next section. Yes. We're moving on to our Stormy Daniels dangling threads of interest. That's, that's and added. For any new listeners <laughs> yeah, of this, interest. This is whatever sparked any curious or interesting ideas that we wanted to discuss a little further. So I had a dangling thread of interest I wanted to throw to our crew tonight. And I think Lost is very famous for being like a cult show and everyone being really into it and having theories. But it's also very famous for having a very polarizing ending, like final episode. So I wanted to ask, now that we're in our dangling threads and we're after the show, if anybody wants to comment on the Lost finale, now could be the time. Or do you have a favorite fictional finale or a least favorite? And is it Lost? What do you guys think? To be honest, I don't even remember the ending of Lost. I thought it. I thought this. I don't remember the last either. season was season six. I thought season six was absolutely terrible, and I couldn't tell you much about it besides how forgettable it was. <laughs> season six, as I've seen it called on the on the internet, um, is called like the sideways season. So Jimbo, everyone like ends up in this alternate reality, and they're all happy. Yeah, that sounds a little familiar, but there was like some weird characters that came in from nowhere, and it was just a really bad season. What do you say, Ari? I find my, I feel like I was I don't remember it that well either, but I I remember the feeling. I remember I was I know I was crying, <laughs> and I think and I think like I know that with a lot of shows that I watch, like I want to feel I want to feel good about the ending, and because I'm like mentally preparing that this is going to be it for this show. So, like, usually when I've watched a show that I really love, I find that by the ending, I'm I'm accept I'm accepting of what has happened, whatever it is. Um, and I don't remember feeling that. I know I I think there were a couple of like questions I had, but like for the most part, I was like, okay, I'll take it. And then I cried. I cried. <laughs> I cried too. The ending was beautiful. Was it really? When have When have you been really unhappy with an ending of a show? The Sopranos. Dexter. The Sopranos. Yes, yeah, me the too. Sopranos. Sopranos. I was just gonna say that. That was the only one where I remember being like, "What?" 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, huh? Yeah. It you know, just that ended. Made, like, The Sopranos made a bunch of, like, top five, like, best finales. So I looked up some articles on it. And, like, I didn't like it. Like... You, have you guys ever have you guys ever seen Six Feet Under? No. That was like number one in like three different articles. That was I think that's one of the best season finales ever in life. Wow. That I've ever watched. Why? Have you seen it? I know what it's spoiler, about. A spoiler spoiler free quality. Spoiler free. Just say why it was for, well, but, first of all, if you haven't seen yeah. it for one, watch the pilot yeah. and talk about that show. Write a review on iTunes. And you'll con- <laughs> I already did. Uh, yay. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> Hell did. yeah. Yeah. You don't have to go into the specifics, but why was the Six Feet Under, like, satisfying to you? Like, I mean, you're never going to see the, the characters again. Because if you know what the show's about, like, it was, like, the perfect ending to what the show's about. It made it made perfect sense to, to everything that that show is about. I'm, like, really trying not to give it away. <laughs> but, okay. like... So like it stays true, like like it stays true to the story. Mm. Yes. See, I I would I would say that's a huge problem I have with most season finales. Is that they don't stay true to the story, or that they do? Just the whole pursuit to make large amounts of money, just encourages a, a writer and a director in a television station to draw the series out. And, and when you draw it out, you're just gonna you're 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 gonna ruin the authenticity of the characters and the actual story. And then eventually you just get it with like some cheesy ending just to, just, just to, to end it really not, not to, yeah. n- not to tell a good story. Mm-hmm. A lot of, I feel like a lot of shows, I'm forgetting the name, but like they basically, it was an HBO show. And I know that their ending had to come out of nowhere. Cause like they wanted to, they wanted, you know, the producers or whoever had to end it. So it, it, you just didn't, a lot of these shows, like, I don't think oh, they get Deadwood? the endings they deserve. Oh. No. Um, it was about uh, when you weren't allowed to drink and they were selling drinks. In Are you the, talking about Boardwalk Empire? Boardwalk Empire. Empire? Pro, Boardwalk Empire. Like, that was, that wasn't, like, I don't think that got the ending it deserved because, you know, they had to end it early. And I feel like the same with Lost. They were like, yeah, we're done. We're not giving you any more money. And this well, shit. I thought, <laughs> like, what I read about the backstage stuff that was going on in Lost is, like, that they were extending it, like Jimbo was saying, that, like, the writers, they were both asking for them to, like, make the story coherent, but also being like, this is profitable. Like, mm. do another season, do another season. And then, like, that's where season four was kind of weird, was they were writing, and they knew how they wanted to end it, but they didn't know when it was going to end. And so they negotiated to end after six seasons. So they were just forcing it. Yeah, but they were like, have this, like, serialized mystery, but don't offer resolution. Yeah, Yeah, to go back to your original question i like not happy endings i hate happy endings i'm like going through some of my favorite stories here on goodreads and i'm and i'm thinking about my my favorite season finale for me is the shield and the shield is super dark but but i feel like the shield like it built up to there's really only one way for that story to end and it's nothing good for anyone involved spoiler that one was so dark that was so depressing like i I like shows that make you feel emotions, but, like, I don't... Oh, man, like, Sad Shame is, like, such a gnarly emotion from TV shows. Especially, like, a series finale. It's the last thing. And you're like, uh, I feel kind of dirty. Sad Shame? Yes. That's the way it ends, man. (laughs) Oh, I haven't seen that. If you want to live a Vic Mackey life, that's the way it ends. Ooh. I'm intrigued. Jimbo, wait, you had to bring up Dexter. Finish your Dexter thought. You know you want to. 
Dexter's the same as Lost. You know, they they had something that was really good and really popular, and they they stretched it out. They milked it for every single thing they could, and Dexter just goes on this like roller coaster down from season four, and the ending is just just so unsatisfying. I don't know anyone that liked Dexter that likes the ending. I yeah, I never saw the ending. I wouldn't waste your time. I I didn't. I was done. I was that show made me angry. <laughs> yeah, it's just so bad. So then, what were what were some good endings besides Lost? If you liked it, are you talking to me? Anybody? I just said the Shield. Oh, I know. Okay. I was gonna. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna toss out. Um, Still Alice, the book. I like that ending. Half a Yellow Sun by uh, Ngozi Shimanda, or no, Shimanda Ngozi Adichie. I love that ending. All these endings are just downer endings, though. Waiting for for the Barbarians. I love that ending. See, I kind of like endings that are like happy endings but with their open endings because like buffy the vampire slayer in season seven has a happy ending that's also like open to more adventures and like harry potter book seven also is kind of like an open-ended happy ending so i like them leaving the door open and i like a little smile on the end i like when there's an uh epilogue is it epilogue at the end i love epilogues i like when yeah. they like show people still frames and then put writing underneath it yes i need that Drew had recommended a few weeks back when we were doing the Punisher, he recommended me and Earl and the other and no me and Earl and the dying girl. Yeah. And I read the book, I didn't watch the movie, but I like that ending too. It's a super cool book and movie. Yeah, and then like endings I hated was like Jane Eyre. Oh man, Jane Eyre would have been so much better if I if the ending was different. I didn't read any of those books. <laughs> I feel stupid that I haven't read books in a long time. I don't remember that. I'm literally scrolling through my uh, Goodreads. <laughs> I like the ending to How I Met Your Mother. Oh, people hate that ending. Really? It's interesting, though. Why? You know, I, well, I read a bunch of the articles, and they were like satisfying and unsatisfying. And that was unsatisfying? Damn. Maybe yeah. I was just like over it. Well, here's the thing. I saw the Lost finale on both the best and worst. So, I mean, these articles were really super subjective. Well, they, it's not like they masqueraded as being not, you know? Yeah, and I think i think those articles also appeal to popular shows because your audience, like if you're talking about shows that your audience hasn't read, then you're alienating and losing money. So, I mean, you have to choose like these really popular shows because that's going to draw in more readers. People love MASH. MASH was everywhere. Oh, I didn't watch that. Neither did I. That show was like the signal that like Saturday morning cartoons were over. <laughs> Mash came on. I was like, God damn. That or like Gilligan's Island. What yeah. did you guys think of Breaking Bad's ending? I uh, didn't watch the series. Didn't see it. I liked it. It, it. it was predictable though a little bit. Don't you think? I know how it ends. I like that ending, I guess. What do you think, Ari? That's like, that's like a shield-like ending. I liked it. I didn't love it. Honestly, like ever since I saw Six Feet I I feel like I compare everyone to that one. And if it's not on that level, yeah, I think I should watch that. I'm gonna have to watch that. You should. How it's many a really good show. That? It's a really cool show. I think it's like seven. Oh damn, that's a lot. It's worth it. Everyone it's... in it's good. Do you, do you need to watch every season, or can I skip around? You I think you'll watch want every to. Season. It's cool. I think you'll yeah. like it. I think you'll like it, Jimbo. Well, let me ask this. This will be my last part of this dangling thread. What do you think people want? Because, like, I kind of wanted a happy ending. Jimbo, you kind of wanted a downer. Like, 
do people actually want resolution? Do they want things open-ended? Do they want to be surprised or challenged? Like, what do you think most people want out of a series or season finale? Because I kind of like what Ari was saying about it staying true. Well, yeah. James, yeah, Jimbo yeah, said it, yeah, but she, I was. I that's, mean, that's that was my interpretation of what of what she said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Teamwork. What do you guys think? I'm gonna toss this out there. This this is something I I recently was listening to a podcast in the in the guest was talking about romance novels and she and she was saying how when you write romance novels they have to end in a happy ending like like the main character has to fall in love and get married and like if that doesn't happen like your fans are just going to lose their shit <laughs> and go crazy and so i really think it depends on on the genre and people are expecting certain endings out, out of certain genres and i would say most people probably agree with drew and they want a, a happy ending in but but I would say they want some type of resolution. Yeah. I love ambiguous endings, but I feel like most people complain about those. I like it. Sometimes endings can be ambiguous while still having enough uh, content beforehand for you to guess what really happens. You know what I mean? I I can't think of a good example right now for some reason, but I know that there have been really unclear endings to movies and books and TV shows that I've watched where everyone takes to the internet and, and everyone can kind of agree and reason out what probably did happen. There needs to be enough clues where the viewer or the reader can make their own decision on what's happening based off of things that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I agree with Mo. I'm going to see if I can find one. No, I can't think of one. Um. Well, I mean, Inception just wasn't that popular, but it was like an ambiguous ending you kind of want to be challenged when you see that movie. Like, I think, like, I remember liking that, that last scene with the coin, you know, going around. I, I think it depends on what the, what the film is or what the movie is or what the book is. For me, I feel like I'm looking for the character that I'm most following. Like if they're getting what they want in the end, like, for example, I think that's why I was frustrated with um, the Sopranos. Cause I was like, well, did he, like, does he really get everything that he wanted? Like, and, and, and maybe, but like, I just I think it depends on wh- what it is you're watching and who you're following. That reminds me of like something I read about like people's reaction to the lost finale. It was like if you're here for the characters and if you're here for their journey, you enjoyed the lost finale. If you were here for answers and if you wanted to know about the island and what the deal was, you did not like the lost finale. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. I stole that. It's <laughs> a great way to put it. I still I can't take credit. Can't sound smarter than I am. <laughs> I think I was definitely um in it for the characters and therefore I was fine with the ending. But you know, there were still those questions I had. Yeah. The island was a time machine, right? I think it's open to interpretation, man. I, I don't I thought it was just a stupid ass ending of a season. Well, this is why Lost was called Lost, because we're all a little lost on what the ending is. <laughs> Even the writers were lost, dude. Nobody knows what's going on in that series. See, now we're all going to watch it again. <laughs> but now I want to watch the last episode again. I, that's what makes us want to rewatch, right? There's a podcast called The In Between or something like that, where they watch the pilot episode and the series finale episode, and then talk God about damn, it. That's a good idea. I know it's man. a fucking good idea. <laughs> I was like, shit, that's a good idea. <laughs> all right, uh, is everybody's threads dangled? I think we dangled enough. That's a long dangle for our listeners. We have our special guest, Ari, is going to choose her opponent for Petard Trivia. 
Drew last week, if you missed Dexter episode thirty three, Drew lost his number one contender ranking. Yep. He's 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 back in the in, you know the bottom of he's the barrel. Bold, young, scrappy, and hungry. <laughs> Who did Drew take on yet last week? Honest John. Honest John. Oh, okay. Well, me, well, I guess Moan. All right, all right, yeah. Drew's gonna bench this one. Uh-oh, yeah, I'm nervous. Drew's so. gonna have to stand by and witness. In fact, Drew, do you, would you like to judge this one? I could be an impartial observer and judge him in person when necessary. Yeah, you know, actually, it's kind of hard to judge, I guess, since you don't necessarily know the Make answer. Make me so feel like I'm included, Jimbo. What the fuck? Why would you take that away from me? <laughs> There's no reason to verbalize that. Just be like, okay. So are we not allowed to Google the answers? Yeah, it's no. definitely frowned upon to Google the answers. It's kind of super okay. frowned upon, though. I'm just laying yeah. the ground rules down because I don't know. I would do it. <laughs> you would cheat. Yeah. Since neither of our participants <laughs> have have heard probably the the petard trivia yet, oh. questions might be closest answer, might be a little open to interpretation. So there there is some wiggle room. You give your best answer. And unless your answer is absolutely correct, the second person to buzz in will get a chance to steal the answer. Jimbo will cheat a little bit, too. Don't be surprised. Ari's buzzer is going to go like this. Okay. Right. Okay. And Moe's buzzer is going to go like this. Uh, buzz. <laughs> right. That's that's a safe one. We've, 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 we've yeah. seen that before. Make sure you include the um. Um, buzz. <laughs> um, buzz. If I ever get to play... I'm I'm gonna do like a fart noise. Question number one. This is a two part question. It's worth possible two points. There were five questions with a tiebreaker until Ari stole one of my questions during <laughs> the middle of the show. There's so so lost knowledge. Mo, are you intimidated? Yes. I'm highly intimidated. She did her homework. So, uh, <laughs> I never do my homework before we record, so I'm really <laughs> Mo is the underdog. I, in fact, if anyone's gambling on Petard trivia, <laughs> you can have a high payout. Yeah, odds are not in my favor. You're also making some yeah. interesting life choices there too, <laughs> betting on that Petard trivia. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, if you're betting on Petard trivia, <laughs> maybe counseling. Get a fucking life. <laughs> Question number one: Contestants, we have our buzzers ready. Judge Drew, you ready to to possibly jump in in case we need you? All right. Two-part question. Which character was originally supposed to die in the pilot and... Oh, go go ahead. Already? Ari? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Jack. Jack. Yes, okay. Um, would you like to try and answer the second part of the question? <laughs> oh, wait, why did you let me answer? Sorry, go ahead. Is that your final answer? <laughs> yes, that's my final answer. <laughs> that's my final answer. Okay. Mo, would you like to come in for the steal? <laughs> Uh, I would like you to finish the question. Can I? Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's a good idea. This happens okay. every week. <laughs> okay. All right. Second, uh, first part of the question: Which character was originally supposed to die in the pilot, and which famous actor or actress was originally casted to play that character? I know this Sorry, one too. Ari, you already, you already, you already buzzed in. This is Moe's oh, chance to okay. steal. Mo. All right. I didn't hear the last part you that Which character was originally supposed to die in the pilot and which famous actor slash actress was originally cast to play that character? Someone else was casted for this person? Correct. That was supposed to die? Correct. Um fuck. I'm gonna say oh, Ari knows this one. <laughs> she does. She does. <laughs> the answer. 
Is it Charlie? And the famous actor, actress? Uh, who would... I don't know. I don't know. You want to guess someone? Vin Diesel. I mean, that's Jack. Okay, I think it's Jack, actually. And yeah, the actor the who actor was going to... And then the actor who was going to play him, uh, a guy. Uh, I don't know. I can't even think of an actor right now. Hurry up, man. You're running out of time, dude. Okay. All right, there you go. Ari's going to get one, one point. point. And Ari, would you like to let our listeners know the second part of the question? Who is the famous actor? Yeah, yes. I, I know the first name is Michael. And then Michael I, Keaton. Michael Keaton is Batman. Yep, Batman. He also was the, the TLC fan in that Mark Wahlberg and Marky Mark or Marky Mark in a Will Ferrell movie. You know, he's he he's been all over the place. Spotlight. Damn. One Oscar. Question number two, we have Ari coming in with a one nothing lead. So we all learned something here. It's nice to know the whole you know, the whole question before you I know, Ari, you're a teacher. <laughs> you should pay attention to directions. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you still beat me. You still beat me. Question number two, which actor, okay, which actor has a, had a tattoo prior to the pilot that was coincidentally connected to one of their lines in the Buzz. pilot? Um, the guy who plays Sawyer. Ari, would you like to come in for a steal? <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to just be honest and say, I don't really know, but the first person who came to my mind was Naveen Andrews. Saeed. Saeed. All right, Drew. Do you know this answer? Is it Charlie? Is it Hurley? The correct answer is Matthew Fox. He has a tattoo. You can Google search it right now with the number five on it for his stupid ass one two three four five. And then I wasn't scared anymore. Bullshit. Line. Oh, that's a real tattoo. I saw that in the scene when she gets. He had up. that tattoo before he was ever cast to play Jack. What a tool! Why did he do that? He, that was a definite drunk tat. <laughs> it's a pretty dumb tat. Like the surrounding stuff is not that cool either. And there's like some Japanese or Asian characters below it. Anyways. Okay. So no one gets that point. Question number three. Ari has a one nothing lead. This will be the closest answer. We'll win this one. Closest answer. Not pr- Price is Right. How much money was spent to ship the plane wreck parts to Hawaii? For the pilot episode, go ahead, Ari. You are the first one to buzz in. Two hundred thousand dollars. Mo, would you like to come in with a go? For can the I? Steal? Can I do the the like annoying prices? Oh no, I guess not prices right because I'm like you... one dollar, Bob. No, I don't want that. You can come in with a dick answer. I can be like, like two hundred thousand and one thousand and one or or one hundred and ninety nine. <laughs> I think it was more than that. I'm gonna say. I'm going to say $201,000. And Mo's going to come in and get that steal. $250,000. Ari, that was an excellent Whoa. guess. Whoa. That, that was, that was answer, an excellent Ari. guess. Yep. Sorry. All right. Now, we have ourselves a battle here, folks. Okay, so we are we are tied now. 1-1. One, one. And question number five is going to be a ratings question. September 22nd, 2004. This was a Wednesday. Okay, the lost... Pilot Part 1 and 2 premiered at 8 p.m. How many viewers tuned in to watch that pilot episode on Wednesday, September 22nd, 2004? Closest answer, we'll get the point. Buzz. Go ahead. I am going to say um, a million. Okay. Is that a lot? <laughs> That's a, 
That's a really shitty guess. Wait, is that, <laughs> is that really low? Is that really low? Okay, hold on. Give me the, yeah, let dude, me guess again. Really I want to help low, out man. Ari. I meant, I meant, I meant a hundred million. I meant 10 million. I meant 30 million. Oh my God. No, it's 40 for numbers. What did you mean? One, 10, 30 or or a hundred, dude. What did you mean? Okay. 20, 20 million. I'm sorry. All right. Would you like to come in for a steal? I don't know. I I don't know. I never pay attention to that stuff. I'm going to go with 30, 30 million. Very honorable not playing the dirty move. Mo, keep track of that, okay? Oh. Ari just did not scumbag you. Uh, Mo's going to get that point. 18.7 million viewers tuned wow. in million was such a to watch. <laughs> yeah, that was a terrible answer. If you, if you guys would have listened, if you would have listened to last week's petard trivia, you, you would have gave a respectable answer. That's, that's the way she rolls. Mo, Mo just took a 2-1 wow. lead. Unexpected. All right, so this... Yeah, Drew, you are going to be able to help out. I think for this last tie, this is uh, was originally supposed to be our right. tiebreaker. Yeah, make it worth two points. Yep, and so this one's going to be worth two points. So so we do not Bam. end with a tie. All right. Context, like like Ari mentioned. Okay, this pilot cost. I read it cost between ten and fourteen million. So it cost a lot of money to make this pilot. And it was far greater than the cost of most television TV shows. So the chairman of ABC Entertainment, owned by Disney, their chairman, Lloyd Braun, what was the fate of Lloyd Braun after the the viewing and production of The Lost What do you mean the fate? Okay, sorry, sorry. Okay, okay, let me go, go, go ahead, Ari. I'm not really sure. I just because I I remember reading about a little bit about him, but I wasn't really paying attention because I didn't think it was important. But now I realize it was. But he didn't. Know, he no longer worked for ABC after the show aired, right? Or something like that. Is that is that your final answer? That's my final. That was his fate. He knows he stopped. He no longer worked. Mo, would you like to come in for a steal? And I and I can clarify the question for you if you if you would okay. like. Yeah, can you tell me what you mean by fate? Like this show cost a shitload mm-hmm. of money. And Lloyd Braun was the chairman of ABC Entertainment. Mm-hmm. And then the ABC show loss ended up becoming quite quite mm-hmm. popular. So what happened to Lloyd Braun? What was the fate of him? He got a promotion. Is that your final answer? <laughs> yes. <laughs> He got fired, right? <laughs> he got fired, yeah. The homeboy got fired, and Lost ended up becoming like the biggest hit in years for ABC. Yeah, Ari gets the points. Ari got the point for that. So so we so we have a new up and rising contender, Ari, coming in oh. one and oh. All right. <laughs> woo woo. <laughs> um, why did he get fired? I guess they were pissed that he spent he allowed them to spend guess, so I much guess the money. Room didn't get it because they're they're Hollywood executives. They they understand entertainment. They never make mistakes. Oh, uh, damn! I actually ex- assumed the the ratings were going to be a lot lower. I was shocked when it was eighteen million. Like that's, that's a, good. Like that's a good yeah. amount. Yeah, the Grammys get like thirty. So I mean, that's like almost like Grammys. But the, after they saw those ratings, how could they fire him? Well, I think they saw the show and they knew how much money he'd spent and then they put it out. So I think that he got fired in between showing the network yeah, executives think... what the end product yeah. was and before it actually aired. 
They were like, you spent $13 million on this? He's like, give it a chance. And they're like, no, screw you, LeBron. Yeah, and I bet they didn't give him his job back after the, it was like the biggest hit on what TV. What is Lloyd Braun doing now? I have no idea, actually. So we don't know his fate. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, that guess, was a dumb guess, question, Jimbo. Sorry, dude. Okay, I had to I had to find that on the spot. <laughs> Mo, are you just salty you lost? Um, I'm lost. Oh. oh. Homeboy's homeboy's been on been doing battle bots, man. That that was the fate of this dude. Oh, he did do LBJ. He was executive producer for that. Um, he did House of Cards for maybe one episode or something. Oh, he did he did six episodes of Deception. I mean, he's been doing stuff, but I don't think he's I don't know if he's been a chairman. He's of any... paying bills. That's all. Yeah, we know. yeah. He's able to he's pay still, the bills. He's still really rich. Yeah, he he's probably not the chairman of any major TV stations. Says he's the CEO of Whale Rock Industries. Yeah, what the hell is that? Okay, so well, you know, he's doing something. Founded in 2014. Okay, good he for him. Oh. Really good for him. There you go, LeBron. We appreciate you here. Pals he bounced back. We'll, we'll shout you out on Twitter. So now we're going to move into our Patardar. These are recommendations that we have based on our viewing or reviewing of the pilot episode for Lost. Go ahead, Drew. Start us off. Sure. So I have a graphic novel recommendation by an author named Brian K. Vaughn. Um, he writes some independent comics, some not as successful Marvel and DC ones, but he was a Lost writer. Um, for seasons uh, two and three. So a lot of the people who like the um, most mysterious elements of Lost really like some of his work. And he wrote a graphic novel called Why the Last Man. And in this graphic novel, um, everything on Earth with a Y chromosome dies, except for this guy named Yorick and his helper monkey. And so Yorick goes on a quest in this world of women to basically go find his fiance who's in Australia. It is very interesting and is a really cool study of gender dynamics. And uh, Hurley, in a season four episode, is reading a collected edition of Why the Last Man. So it's in the show, too. Yeah. It's been in, like, development hell, or purgatory, per se, for almost a decade, because Shia LaBeouf really wanted to be Yorick, and I'm happy that he didn't get his wish. What about you guys? What's under Tardar? I put in The Leftovers. I don't know if I... I recommended this before, actually. I don't remember what the pilot was. But uh, the writers of Lost wrote this show if I'm not mistaken. And it's kind of a, a rapture type of post-apocalyptic situation. And Justin throws in it and you get to see his cute butt all the time. So Dude's got serious nice. abs. Yeah, and a nice butt. I'm I'm going to come on, come in with two of my favorite novels. The one, Poisonwood Bible, I think has a similar dynamic to Lost because the characters go through... They go through political and then also just uh natural disaster while they're in africa it's a family it's like a missionary family and so they just go through a lot of stuff that's kind of similar to lost dynamics and then my other recommendation is going to be beloved which i think plays with time in a really interesting way and has a super downer ending which i just love oh beloved is by tony morrison and poisonwood bible is from barbara barbara king soliver I think I read that when we were in Peace Corps, Poisonwood Bible. Everyone yeah, read that Peace Corps. I read yeah. it after Peace Corps. It might have circulated. I, I remember yeah. when we were coming over to to country, like someone put in a message in like the Mozambique Peace Corps Facebook, and it was like, what books do you guys want? And then they were like, bring anything you want except for Poisonwood Bible and Eat, Pray, Love. We have plenty of those. 
<laughs> That's funny. How come I never got a copy of that the whole time? I know. I, I don't think I got one either. I never got to read it. They were always in um, uh, God, oh the the offices in like Nampula and uh, Maputo. There's always one or two copies. All right, you got anything? So yeah, I mean it could be. I didn't, you know what? I didn't know what this was until now. But now I'm I'm gonna go with uh, another TV show that uh, it's it's a very it's very different. But like if you're kind of like looking for that like mystical a little bit like not sure what's happening kind of know what's happening other dimensions i'm gonna just go with stranger things and i'm gonna recommend stranger things i love it another good one all right so hoisters you have some recommendations based off of loss you have some novels graphic novel and a couple tv series nice next week we are going to be tackling cheers the pilot episode for cheers this is going to be our our oldest pilot so far pretty classic show we have special guests joining us next week jack wilson from the history of literature podcast and i will have our petard trivia a lot better squared away for next week's episode but it'll be a chance for you to get it back run it back oh i'm gonna read up better next time nice plugs yeah um this will be our first episode that will go out um on the but why though.com uh, they're going to host some more episodes on their website, and they have some cool podcasts and columns too. So, awesome! Thanks for having us, inviting us. It's cool. Yeah, and for so for those, but why though, listeners? If you're still out there, we're going to just wrap up some plugs, and then we're going to get into our shop talk. So we have our official closing music is an instrumental track by Intheos. Our intro and outro background music was mixed by Jake Drew. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram. You can join our Facebook group. And please subscribe to our blog to participate in pre-recording discussions. Yes, Hoisters, be the podcast you want to hear in the world. And as always, if you can't tell by the music, the show is officially over. But if you love us as much as we love us, we're going to stick around for a couple more minutes. And this is and this is what used to be my favorite part of the show. Now it's probably like my second favorite part of the show or maybe my third favorite part of the show. But uh, now we're just going to kind of talk about whatever. Wait, what's your favorite part now? Probably dangling threads. Okay. Maybe petard trivia. I, th- I think dangling threads is the best part of our show. I like dangling threads. And petard trivia is probably not the best part for listeners, but I sure have the best time during petard <laughs> trivia. Nice. Glad you enjoy that. I part. like it. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely fun to be involved in. Oh, you guys should should have been here for last week's. Last week's was a riot, man. <laughs> Honest John and Drew were just really they just a lot of fair play, but just really going at it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> passionate, passionate trivia folk. Definitely not definitely nowhere near as honorable as Ari this week. Just came in with honor and you know it showed. Yeah. She, she did the right thing and at the end of the day she got the yeah, win. She won. So there you go. <laughs> uh what are you talking what does that mean about me? <laughs> like always, you know. Why why is being strategic not honorable? Proper planning prevents That's my thing. Like oh my gosh, my junior my junior high school, my junior year high school literature teacher used to tell us that prior planning yeah. prevents poor performance. I thought it was proper preparation piss prevents piss poor performance. Yeah, that's that's how I know it too. But I mean, you get you get the gist either way. Fair enough. Mm, whatever. But I'll I'll take it. <laughs> hey, I mean, you came in there scrapping, dude. You know, you, you, you took those cheap shot 
questions and uh, you almost had a win. <laughs> Even more up on your Michael Keaton, who knows? Yeah, man. I was I, I was gonna give her a hint, but I was like, she's not gonna know who he is. Like, even if I give her a hint, like she's Birdman, <laughs> Birdman, and Batman. Yeah, Birdman I would have known Batman. Birdman. Oh, I have no idea who Birdman is, so I guess I, I guess I missed something. You didn't at least. see Birdman, huh? I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh. I was disappointed by Birdman. It's pretty good. It's uh, it's, you were disappointed, Drew? Uh, it had a ton of hype. It's not my type of movie, I don't think. Yeah. It's overly hyped. Yeah. It's overly hyped, for so, sure. Yeah, we, had, we had mentioned something that we were going to save for Shop Talk, and I already forgot what uh, We're going to like spoil the show, and then we ended up just doing that during the show. Oh, yeah, we definitely yeah. did. We <laughs> it's okay. It's um, hard. It's so hard for me not to, well, my, not to spoil things. No bows. Especially when you've already seen it all, you want to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It, we it, should just have a disclaimer. Yeah, for sure. It, listeners, it's 2018. Lost came on in 2004, dude. If you give a shit about spoilers, like, fuck I... off. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Jeez. <laughs> I um. I might have to calm calm that one. Oh, down. You're fine. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you get the point. You had you yeah. Had, you had like twelve years to watch it, dude. I like how yeah. um. Have you guys watched that show or that movie? This is forty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like how the daughter in it is like binging Lost and like being disrespectful to the parents because she's like, I'm <laughs> learning about the ghost monster. He's like having none of it. It's awesome. There were so many things about Lost that they never plot holes there's a shit ton of plot holes they just like yeah, started so shit bad. and didn't ever explain it like it, you thought you read so much into it there was all these theories and blogs about what this potential symbol or monster or whatever polar bear could mean and then it and then it just went away it just never was explained law should be so happy it did not exist in the world of like reddit and twitter and all oh that my god stuff. reddit would have freaked out it really didn't wow that's so interesting that it came at a time when, yeah, the internet was used in a different. I mean, it was used, but it was used in a different way. Not like now. Yeah, there, like there were definitely fandom yeah. groups. I, I actually heard. Oh, like I, I also saw. Like I guess Hurley's character used to be up, up on the forums, and like the executives and showrunners would also read and participate in Whoa. some of the forums as well. That is the early days. There would be so many just... memes. There'd be so many memes <laughs> after every episode. Yeah. <laughs> if it was here, it was now. Oh, I'm gonna look up lost memes. I bet you they're funny. But what's that called? I want to watch the finale. Is it, it Chekhov's gun? What's it like? Like if you show a gun in Act One, like someone needs to die by the end of Act Two. What's it, what is it? Chekhov or, or Shobovich or, or Sir Arthur Conan Doyle said that. <laughs> no, someone said it before him, I think. But anyways, like the point is. Don't put a gun in the first act if you're not going to kill someone. And it's like the same thing with Lost. Like Lost did so many things. It's like don't do that if you're not going to if if you're not going to follow through. You're mad the polar bears right. never paid off. Not not even so much the polar bears. Like I think the polar bears just show you that like anything can happen on this island. But there's just so many unanswered questions where you don't need to bring up all that shit if you're not going to tie up those loose ends. I like whenever they reference the polar bears in later seasons because they're like, yeah, this was absurd. Sorry. By the way, I just want to just say that the memes are fantastic. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> I just looked up some. <laughs> Lost. You know, we're all doing it now. This is a great podcast. Saeed was such a babe, too. Oh my god, Way to the come first in hot, too, for like... Deal. 
<laughs> you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Does both. <laughs> oh wow, one of them's a Trump meme too. That one's dark. I know that one's. Yeah. All right. Well, if this is what if this is what it's come to, I think it's time to end the show. Oh, one is last it? thing, Jimbo. <laughs> one last thing. Tori told me not to do this, but we got to have life moments on 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 the shop talk. So. Oh, okay. Come November, Ari, we might need some more guesting coming in. No, little Emma's gonna have a little sister. So, <gasps> yup. So, Mo, no pressure, but the next big life event, save it for the podcast. <laughs> okay. Oh, exciting! And and Mo, you're 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 now the only hoister without kids, man. What's up? I feel great about yeah. that. Keep, keep a close eye on that birth control. All right, that's all I gotta say. I know that's why I asked. Uh, Consider Ms. multiple Nomalous, methods just to play it safe. Which IUD well, she used? Because I'm not getting you know, that one. You, could, <laughs> you, know, you could take a pill. Um, you could experiment with some male, you know, methods as well. Elaborate, yeah, condoms. I think I th- pill, um, condom, and pull out. I think is a good a good three method uh, <laughs> barrier. If you get pregnant doing those three things, damn. You're fertile. It was meant to be. Yeah, he sure was. Immaculate conception. I think God must have did that, dude. If you if you're doing all three of those birth control methods, then I might That's I might be, I might become a believer. <laughs> Aren't you already baptized, Jimbo? Oh yeah, man. Born 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 again. Wait, sorry, what are you saying, Drew? No, Mo, I was holding out on, like, telling the Peace Corps fam about our news until it hit the the podcast, and then I ended up telling Jimbo by mistake. Yeah, he accidentally told me. That's all right. I guessed it immediately. He's like, I have some good stuff for the Pajardar, and I'm like, you're pregnant! (laughs) We totes are. So exciting. Congrats, Drew. That's exciting. Congrats, Drew. We're we're going to cope. We're going to look back on this podcast and have, like, a whole... What is it called? Those things you bury and then you bring them up and they remind you of stuff. What's it? Time capsule. All right, hoisters. So join us next week for cheers. Yeah. Every day we hoistlin', Jimbo out. Every day we hoistlin', Drew out. Every day we hoistlin', Mo out. Every day we (laughs) hoistlin'. I don't know what I'm supposed to say, guys. Yeah, that's it. Good enough. (laughs) That was cool. Hit stop.